everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals podcast. My name is Matt. I am your one of your hosts, your GM, and uh, we have a full cast tonight. Dude, I'm so happy to be uh, playing with you guys. It's been way too long. Uh, we had to cancel our last session for multiple reasons. For one, I was I was sick, um, and but but the good thing is, Makra is back. Seth is back with us, and so. Mm-hmm. You said but, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Seth's going to be joining back into the party, and uh, it's going to be back a... from my parental hiatus. <laughs> parental hiatus, yeah, it's good to have you back, Seth. Thank you. It's good to be here. I had so much built up XP this band; it was great. I know. Like yeah, creating let's... a whole new character. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into that. Uh, let's start with some of the other characters because I have a feeling they they have a lot less to update us on on their. Oh, Y'all have any updates on your characters? I don't remember. <laughs> it's been over a month, so <laughs> Leo, Leo now enjoys nature's bounty. With mm. that, anytime a character recovers any amount of strain, I also get one wound recovered. Nice. Ooh. We're gonna have some nice synergy going on here. Oh boy! Unfortunately, really whether I recover twenty strain. Or one, it's still just one HP, I'm pretty sure. Just yeah. do it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've got multiple means of recovering strain, so this will be great. Mm-hmm. Nice. Donovan, did you update? Did, what, did Kachi uh, gain any new talents or skill ranks? Kachi pretty much is just hoarding his points like most things in life, waiting for the right squirrel to give a nut to. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. It's going to be one of those nights. Here we go. (laughs) Big in the wildlife conservation, Matt. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) What? It's smooth. Uh, All right, Seth. uh, Lay it on us. What what did Makra get with his 100? uh, This is right right about 100 XP, wasn't it? Uh huh. And I'd had a little bit already banked up. So, wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I bought up. I think I bought an extra rank in perception and I think I bought a rank in athletics. Um, so, okay, you know, just a little, little spice up in the skill talents but, or the skill tree, but uh, for talents, <laughs> first I bought durable, which will reduce critical roles against me by 10. Nice. I then bought a talent called, I think uh, I abbreviate on my talent sheet because, you know, space. But I think it's called Heroic Recovery. So once per encounter, I can spend a story point to heal strain equal to a characteristic of my choice when at the time when I purchased the talent. So I, I decided to go with Brawn. Mm. So once an encounter, I can spend a story point to recover strain equal to my Brawn, which is four. Nice. Uh, then I got the talent called Takedown. I make an opposed brawl versus resilience on a target that is engaged with me. If I succeed, that target becomes prone and in, uh, like, what was it? Incapacitated? Uh, immobilized. Immobilized, immobilized yeah. until the end of my next turn. If that target is a minion or a rival, I can spend a triumph to incapacitate but not kill the target instead. Oh, man. That's, that's, been that's really fantastic. awesome. Jeez, what rank is that? That's a rank three. Dang. Really? Three? Where'd, where'd that come from? Uh, you know? The talent tome. Okay. 
page 21 in the PDF. God, hmm. that's fantastic. I thought so. What's it called? Snap that right up. Takedown. Takedown. Man, that's a good talent. Dang. Um, great for all villains to have this talent now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beast mm, encounter coming uh, soon. <laughs> See, and then from my rank, my tier four talent, I picked up. It's called Death Rage. God, that's oh, badass. Geez. I don't even know what it does. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> the most metal of <laughs> so this one. This one, I'm challenging a former uh, Wookiee character I used to play, who went by the name of Uga Chaka. Yes. Uh, so this talent, Fantastic. I add, I add plus two damage to my melee attacks for every critical I currently suffer. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. So okay. the more I get crit, the more damage I do. Yeah, geez. Nice. And then my last tier five talent I picked up is called Zealous Fire. Each time our lovely game master spends a story point, I get to heal two strain. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) As, as, you know, someone who uses spells, that can be very helpful. Yeah. Yep. And especially now that it works with, you know, anytime Matt spends a story point. What's the name of that? I recover again? strain and Gavin gets himself some health. <laughs> yep. Zealous what, fire. What's the name of that talent? Zealous fire. Zealous, I, uh, zealous fire. Yeah. I might have to figure a way to pick that up because it's a good one. It's a tier five though, but it's it's so good. I mean it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, just think if if I if I spend three story points in an encounter, that's six strain. You guys are getting so powerful. I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna handle this. I just know that our last real fight was almost absolutely a TPK. Just, it's, that's it's un- true. That's we true. really want to fix that. Y'all were hanging. Y'all were hanging in the balances. That's for that's for sure. Had y'all not had some really lucky, uh, fortunate um, <laughs> rolls this way your way, we were we were yeah, looking at a completely different story. But honestly, I think that may have been one of the best things to happen. Uh, for oh, it was for, awesome for us. So I'm excited where where the story is heading now. So ventures and throwing away half your notes. No, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe like a quarter. <laughs> uh, you know. Um. All right. So uh, let's before we jump into a recap, let's see if we have any uh, ads from the ad board. Hello, I am Richard. I am of the Leo Denier. Lion people of the Southern Plains. I have traveled many moons and destroyed many enemies to talk to you fine listeners about your cart's extended warranty. Your cart may have been warrantied by the carpenter, but what happens if you break down on the opposite side of Valeria? Well, we have negotiated with the porters and the carpenters guild in all major cities to be convenient. Please see your local carpenters guild headquarters about extending your cart's extended warranty even further. Tell them Richard sent you. I love it so much. <laughs> Fantastic. Even in <laughs> even in Alaria. Can't no escape. No escape. No escape. <laughs> last we left our heroes they had finally arrived back at their hometown called three oaks they had been journeying from the dwarven city of dol gordul 
carrying two shards of an ancient magical artifact that could destroy the world. When they arrived at 3X, they were greeted by their good friend and former traveling companion, Ruby Marigold. Ruby was able to catch them up on all that had happened in Three Oaks since they had been gone. At this point, each character had their sort of own goals that they wanted to accomplish in the free time that they now had before them. We left last time with Raytheon scheduling a meeting with Eliza Marigold, the leader of the Thieves Guild in Three Oaks. And it was there where we left off with a startling revelation that it was none other than Eliza Marigold who was behind the owl that had been following them this whole time. So, since we left Jordan with a cliffhanger, let's go with, with Kachi. No, I'm just kidding. Let's hey, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we gotta, we gotta pick back up with Jordan. So, Jordan, <sighs> as you sat down to talk with Eliza Marigold, uh, and asked to be a part of her organization. Yeah. She asked you, as she smiled, uh, a very interesting question. How do you feel about owls? And as she said that, a owl flew into uh, the wind through the window, the balcony window, landed on a, a coat rack next to her, sort of behind her, and you threw an elven dagger. Yes, I did. So, um, did I roll for that attack? You did not. Uh, oh. but if you would like to, you may roll for that attack. Matt, I have to ask a question uh-huh. uh, about that with combat skills. Is that a ranged attack? Is, is that a, the range? It is, skill? yes, it is a ranged uh, attack. Okay, so I'm gonna go over here in the center column. I'm gonna click ranged. Uh, what's our difficulty? So, uh, let me... Let For me anybody paying sh- attention to the wiki, please look back, see what the difficulty was the last time Raytheon shot this thing. We have, to, we have a wiki, too? No, I, I wish. It'd be crazy. Wiki, a Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. I don't, hey, I don't we're know on all anybody, the social medias. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would be patient enough to actually listen through this <laughs> podcast and, and make a wiki. The difficulty is going to be... Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> One purple, one red, and three black difficulty die. Three black? Is that owl wearing, like, heavy plate mail? Right, like, what the hell is the owl wearing? That's two successes, two threats, two triumphs, Matthew. Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, Also, dagger. I hardly know her. Oh, hey. As you throw this dagger, uh, the owl sort of tries to swoop down underneath it, and in the midst of uh, tumbling off of the coat rack uh it transforms in an instance and before you uh stands a um a woman (laughs) slightly taller than you it looks like narrow face with soft features striking light blue almost white eyes uh light auburn hair with sort of a braid over the top to the left past her shoulder She's wearing dark brigadine armor with steel shoulder plates and on her right shoulder, and she has various daggers strapped to her with a dagger satchel on her right hip. With uh, so- many. And as she stands, she has a dagger sticking out of her sort of near so- her collarbone. 
Matt, something I need to tell you, that dagger, <laughs> that dagger crits on a two. Do you want to crit her? Yes. Um, okay. abso- absolutely. I think I feel that I must. And um, I need to, I need to spend those triumphs as well. Both of them. So we'll, we'll roll crit there. Uh, sudden jolt target drops, whatever's in hand. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're never going to be nice to any of Matt's characters. Nope. Are we? Nope. Never. Um, this is Look, just great. Have, this is great. Have before, so why start now? <laughs> Raytheon has been hating this bird <laughs> the entire campaign. Okay, um, so that's going to be a total of four damage that uh, that she okay. takes. The triumphs. I would like to be intimidating to this woman. Like I want, I want her to look at Raytheon and go, "Oh, that man will kill me <laughs> if I mess with him." I'm okay with that. Yeah, a little scary. Definitely I mean, some you respect. Did, you did hear her like from like a, a long distance away, like through the woods a long time ago. Like they know you're acting. <laughs> yeah. And then the oh, second yeah. I saw her, I stabbed her. Like, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I think she tries to pull it out and it it's definitely wedged in there pretty good. She you know, sort of winces when she need a doctor for that. Well, I was hoping for a more cordial introduction she sort of flips the blade around hands it to you thank you i know never to get on your bad side or double cross you well i certainly have a history with owls is it okay if i take a seat it's not my house i don't know well you're not gonna stab me again are you probably not okay all right (laughs) she walks around and takes a seat next to you and uh sort of nursing that that wound a little bit (laughs) uh you see eliza sort of smirk a little bit she goes well it's interesting to finally have this formal introduction so you want to join my organization this is one of my top agents raytheon this is um elena perchwood we call her twilight i know it's a little bit on the nose but not our nickname, one she brought with her. And I'm sure that uh, you might have some questions, but uh, I think the hostilities probably can end at this point between the two of you, even though one of you wasn't hostile towards the other. She smiles. But is there any questions you would like to ask before we continue discussing future business endeavors? I would very much like to understand what's going on with... What did you say her name was? She looks at you and goes, Al- Elena. Perchwood. You can, or you could call me Twilight. It's fine. A, 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 a bird. You're a bird. Yeah, I... Well, sometimes I'm a bird. Sometimes. I give you props. You got me good it, with the, uh, the shot. Under the wing. And that one hurt for about a month. I usually don't get hit, but that one was was good. It's good, Mark. You realize how creepy it was that you were following us, right? Boss's orders. You put your employees in very dangerous situations. I like that. Well, tell me more. <laughs> yes, well, you see, we're not your ordinary thieves' guild. Hmm. When I inherited this organization after the war my father's dying words were for me to 
make the world better. And we couldn't do that through our old ways. We were a typical thieves guild up until that point. And Mm -hmm. even though the rest of my family disagreed with the new direction I was taking the organization, it is what my father would have wanted. And so we devoted ourselves and our work to very dangerous jobs, but we wanted to take back what was stolen during the war. And that meant a little bit of revenge in some of the human kingdoms, but a lot of profit and very dangerous work, but it pays well. It pays very hmm. well. So that is sort of the code we operate under. Either we steal from those who have stolen and have ill-gotten gains, or we do more dangerous jobs. And that's kind of where you come in. And Miss Perchwood, I have a job. It would be your sort of entrance application if you're mm-hmm. interested. But I need to know if you're interested before we discuss the details. Would you like to know how much I'm willing to pay or what questions would you have to ask? I, I don't, I really, really do not think very much about money. Um, okay. Yes, let's, let's do this. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to be a part of what you are. All right. I'm glad you came to me. My daughter and Morty has spoken very highly of you. You seem to be very versatile, one of the most versatile in your traveling companions. And I value versatility. I have an opportunity. It's a very lucrative one. And Morty and I can't quite um, undertake this one ourselves since there are other things and motions that need our attention. We need to find an astral shard, and it is a job of the most utmost importance. It could prove pivotal in our efforts to destroy Nightbringer. Have you ever heard of an astral shard? No. They are of a bygone era, and they are very powerful. Thought to be created by the gods themselves, they channeled the very essence and presence, or at least believed to be, of the the god it was sort of tied to. We discovered this location of this one through the books that y'all, some of the books that y'all obtained from the Forgotten City, as well as with the help of Afriel, who I believe you're acquainted with. We located it. However, the ship that it was carrying that was carrying it off the coast of uh, Arafast was raided by pirates. We have reason to believe that the night blades were behind the attack. The ship was carrying the astral shard. We want you to steal the shard back. It is contained in a chest that I alone can open. We won't discuss or disclose uh, the reasons behind that or (laughs) the implications. So you want me to go and steal this box Mm -hmm. that only you can get into? Yes. Was it yours before? No. 
but I sent agents with the um, with the chest, and it seems that they are all dead. Well, sounds like it could be fun. All right. This will be your initiation if you are successful or even if you aren't successful, but perform admirably and with great skill and a high recommendation from Miss Perchwood. I believe that you have a bright future in our organization. We are, by the way, called the Seventh Nation. We tie it all together, working under the shadows. Granted, it was from a bygone era in the name, and we've sort of changed things now, but we still feel that we sort of hold parts of society together, equaling the balance or the scales in, in a way. So she stands up, offers you a handshake. Do we have a deal? We do. Sticks out a hand. Firm handshake. Firm handshake. She goes, oh, and by the way, you and Miss Perchwood will be working together. Oh. Wow. Raytheon just leaves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you walk out, uh, you hear, you hear uh, Elena say, I'll come find you when it's, it's time. Like I want to, I want to Batman this inter- interaction. I, I really want to just try to like. She turns around. You're here. gone. You're just gone. She's like, "Oh, uh, okay. We'll, we'll talk soon." Welcome to being Jim Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transition to you guys. Uh, Eliza comes down. Raytheon comes down, and um, a few moments later, Eliza comes down. She finds you, Leo. And uh, she says, I hope that the barkeep offered you a fair price. And uh, he, he looks up at Eliza and goes, yes, uh, yes, uh, we offered him 600 silver for the rabble. Oh, very well. That's, that's fair. That's more than fair. Um, thank you. Is this, does this meet your approval, Leo? Oh, it absolutely does. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Raytheon, mm. you left before I could hand you this, and she hands you a, a piece of paper that says, uh, it's basically like your contract. Um, and she goes, uh, Miss Pritchard will fill you in on some of the other details later. But it basically says uh, that you will be afforded 2,000 silver up front with another 3,000 silver on completion. Mm. Leo, do you? One, one, one moment, Leo. Please some over here. Okay, what's up? I'm going to have to ask you not to ask me very many more questions. <laughs> not to ask anybody any more questions? Not me. Just, just, just not me. What kind of questions do you not want me to ask you? The kinds of questions that have to do with amounts and weights and, and measures and, and things like this. But you told me you're very bad at amounts. Yes, I am. Now. I'll also have to ask you not to ask me any questions about how or why certain things might be happening. Hmm. Are you dealing drugs? That's a question. Hmm. And so, like, I just, I just, like, I cover up most of the, most of the contract 
and just show him those two amounts. Oh, oh, okay. Here, don't murder any any innocents. This is going to happen. So, oh. okay, um, Eliza, I, you feel work with Eliza. I, I trust what's going on. Okay. Good. Um, let me know if I can help. Certainly, certainly. Eliza goes. Is there anything else I can help any of you, uh, great individuals, with? Hmm. I would like to uh, speak with you more about our future in uh, Three Oaks. Maybe business future together. Hmm. Very well. Would you like to set up an appointment, or is this something more casual? I would say more casual, please. All right. Uh, would you like to come by my office, or are you thinking something less formal? I was thinking maybe we could grab a bite. So dinner, dinner, yes. work, work dinner. Okay, all right. That'd be great. Um, sure. Let's let me um, see when I'm free. I have a lot of things going on right now. Um, I'm sure you can understand. With well, I don't know how much more he has told you. There's a lot of political and magical entanglements right now. So. Let me let me check, and I will be. Um, I'll get back in touch with you. That is all right. right. Are you staying at Morty's? Yes, we are for now. All right. Well, I bid you all a good day, and it was a pleasure doing business with you. Thank you. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's talk about this house you guys wanna wanna build. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen with you guys. You guys talked about uh, as you come into Three Oaks, there was a place between um, sort of a larger house, maybe a mansion, not really a mansion, but a larger house and the blacksmith straight across from the market that you guys, this is in Donovan and, and Gavin or Leo and Kachi, whatever. And so I went ahead and placed a house there because that's kind of where y'all were talking about. I think that'd be a good place with the market if y'all are wanting to open up a store. I think that's perfect. So can y'all see that? Yes, that, mm-hmm. that looks yep. perfect. Okay, so that would be your house, basically, is where you're going to want to, is where you said you wanted to build it. The big um, footprint, cool. So what, uh, what are you guys thinking? So I gave you guys uh, basically a breakdown of how much a house could cost if you wanted to build it and gave you guidelines for like, hey, if you wanted to add this, you could add that. If you wanted to add this, you could add that to your house. Basically customize it, and with that customization, each customization could give you benefits on certain things. So let's let's just talk about that. What are you guys thinking? Um, with uh, And Leo, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, um, just to kind of give you an understanding, too, of how much money you guys got. Um, Morty's going to give you 2,000 silver for the fishbone bones that you have the magical fish bones and then 1200 for the books 3200 so just uh buying building a house we talked about um in three oaks if you want to build a modest house it would be five thousand it has two hard points i just used hard points like the weapons and and gear because that was just easy and it just fit well you could buy a comfortable house with for eight thousand with five uh, hard points or a wealthy house for 15,000 with eight hard points. Uh, if you wanted to build something bigger, you could do an aristocratic for 35,000 with 12 hard points, but I think that's a little bit out of your price range. Um, I will counterpoint. Um, wealthy house is listed at 12,000. Oh, oh, yes. That's yeah. For so for three oaks. Sorry. 
I was looking at the wrong list. <laughs> uh, yes. 12,000. Yeah. Sorry about that. So wealthy house for 12,000 with eight hard points. Okay. Yeah. I gave y'all a, a basically a cheaper price since it was in three oaks. Kind of just basically went off the, the guides for finding weapons and stuff. All right. So uh, Leo from his personal funds, after all this time, can contribute a total of uh, 13,128. Oh my God. Silver. <laughs> how much? Okay. How much does Kachi have? So, uh, so Leo basically <laughs> in this conversation is like, you know, I guess Leo, how would you say it? Would you be like, oh, I, I guess I might be able, like, how would you approach it? Well, I would say, um, Kachi, I was thinking about what you were saying about the house and that is very doable. And I think we can actually benefit from it. I, I my, my dad always wanted to open up a shop on the West coast, just so that whenever we traveled across a area, like there'd be like a, a hub there too. So this is right up my alley. And this is the first time I've had enough money to really do something like this. Okay. How much do we need if I have 8,000 Dort? Well, um, I know I have enough to cover the actual, like a house. This could be like a manor, like a nice house. Um, Let's say like a wealthy person's house, for example. But what we really need to do is once we have that, we need to kind of spec it out. So it, it really depends on what we're going to actually uh, construct. Like what, like, like I can cover like the house, the, the, um, like the, the kitchen, the, um, our, our rooms to stay in, um, common areas, things like that. Like I can square that away fine, but really it's, like, like, let's say you want to guard it, like, you know, Raytheon's going to want some greenery, like a garden or something like that, a place for hobby to stay, like a little hobby hut. Um, hey, uh, no, no, that's my thing. I've been talking about that ever since we got him. Yes. Not that he's a pet or anything. Well, what about we also have something for, you know, time to center ourselves with, with, you know, Afriel. Or a love lounge. That would always be great. Well, I, I would figure, I think because we've all been adventuring together, maybe we can all pick like one room. Leo, I've been thinking, and no matter what you say, you and me are not going to share the love lounge. Well, that's okay. I'm not planning on there being a love lounge. Not unless we get a couple girls in this party real fast. Okay, I guess I'll start trying. You, yeah, you never stop trying, Kachi. But I recommend you. <laughs> I thought maybe we could talk about what, what we want to contribute, um, like what we want, like like Leo, no questions asked, wants to have a um, a storefront that's two thousand silver, two hard points. Okay. Um, and the way the way that's going to work for our team is is every session we get to roll a uh, some dice and see how much money we make and. Matt Tholomew has made it very uh, lucrative. Yeah, so basically a storefront, um, either you can run it yourself with your character stats or you can hire somebody and basically just, just run it with their stats. Um, and I, I raised it to 500 silver. For um, success? For each un uncanceled success, your store will make 500 silver. So basically you just roll and make an easy negotiation check. And for each uncanceled success, your store will make 500 silver. So out of character, what do y'all want? I've got a storefront. 
Too so the main thing that stood out to me was the prayer garden, which sounds like we're already getting. So okay, Raytheon's yeah. going to be uh, just totally neutral on any of this. Like even having a house seems a bit excessive to him. So. <laughs> So prayer garden, are you, are you, is anyone opposed to a guild hall then? Um, so like, it could be anything. It could be like an adventurer's guild. It could be anything that could reasonably contribute to like. What are, what are we going to sell in the, um, the, the uh, store? Oh, it's going to be, a, I believe it's going to be general stuff. Um, there might be an inordinate amount of crocodile fashion, but there's going to be. Mostly general goods. Inordinate, he says. Okay, so if you really want, the the way Kaji would probably think about this is if that store had crazy weird, like, knickknacks and things in it that adventurers would find, like random stuff, I he would probably be in on a store like that and a, like, guild hall, so he'd be in agreement with all that. In the prayer garden, which he'd agree with Macra on, as long as not as long as you know our favorite goblin could tend it. Um, of his of his own free will. Let's just be clear on this: if he doesn't want to tend the garden, he's he doesn't have to. <laughs> he's not by any means indentured here. Nobby, we also have every time to yet, right? every time you see see say garden, Nobby like eyes like light up. Is he with us? Sure. He's like ah. Eh. Okay, so I turned it okay real quick. Yeah, oh wait, yeah, no, there, there we go. Yeah, he comes in and sees you guys and just like takes off and runs at in like arms open, wants to give y'all a hug. Like he just sees y'all and just so happy to see each and every one of you. Ah, uh, Nobby, you happy here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less less dangerous, the, right? Thump, th- he gives a thumbs up. <laughs> if we made a giant place to <laughs> he stay goes, in. He, he goes, no stabby, no stabby. Very yeah. nice, and rubs his tummy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! What's that gesture again? Rubs his tummy. He like rubs his oh. tummy. No stabby. Okay. No stabby. No stabby. No stabby. No stabby. No stabby. <laughs> Not up and down, side to side. Oh my god! Uh, it's an unusual way perverts. to do that, I guess. But, hey man, uh, I don't harsher buzz. Yeah. So yeah, he he like tells you about everything. Like, how are you liking where you're currently staying now? Yeah, he kind of shrugs his shoulder. Better than cave. (laughs) That's what you get a sense of. Better than goblin camp. (laughs) If we made I hated my summer at goblin camp. (laughs) If we made a giant house for all of us to live in, and you could live there, and even had some sort of prayer garden to tend, what would you think about that? (laughs) Gives you like two thumbs up. Okay, I think that that part of it's settled, guys. What do you think? Uh, sounds right to me. Yeah. Okay, so, so far we've agreed on a storefront. Storefront. A prayer garden. Prayer garden. And a guild hall. Guild hall. That is five of our eight hard points. And that, that, that totals um, five to thousand... 500 silver. Do we need anything else? Could we do a goblin garden underneath the prayer garden? Mm, I don't think that I don't think that would be good. 
like a they root go, cellar underneath like, the 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 prayer garden a, a weird bad. goblin goblin a goblin garden would, would probably be bad i don't know if, a, i don't think nobby would really be into like doing a goblin garden i think he's 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 not like he likes flowers and trees and plants and nobby's people nobby's people nobby's people mm-hmm. yeah um now as far as the guild goes the options are adventurers mage which i don't think would make sense in our in our town um <laughs> yeah you know, the thieves, town's got one of those these which i don't think would work um there is merchant but i mean but we are i would already have the storefront storefront and this mercenary and political i mean i think mercenary guild might be kind of jack of all trades there i think i was right. leaning towards adventurer personally just from what i feel like what yeah. we as a group typically offer or present ourselves as that's fair we're more adventurers than we are mercenaries or thieves Although we i mean adventurers. Do, we do get ourselves into all sorts of different problems usually for the sake of money but <laughs> oh yeah that's kind of what i was thinking well but, sort of but yeah no you're, you're making sense adventures i think we call ourselves adventurers but we act like mercenaries yeah so with with each of those like adventurers um you get a like once per session. You get a a boost die to for adventures, adventuring and survival skill. For mercenaries, the mercenary guild, you get a once per session boost die to a coercion or athletic skill check. I think mercenaries are more like uh, lean more on the fighty fighty and less explorer, and adventurers are more explorers, but they also fight. Does that make sense? That was kind of my sort of thinking between the two the distinction between the yeah two. that makes sense that makes sense yeah i also agree with the adventures um then if there's no other feedback we'll probably leave it then at the five and we'll do our maths on that Unless well i mean to- i i'd say farm then i'd agree you could do that and let nobby do a farm that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool too nobby the farmer so as a farm like a farm is also residual cash for the group What's the, uh, the, yeah. the skill with that? Uh, survival. Ooh. But again, that would be going off of Nobby's skill. Because I feel like he'd be the one that you're going to have farming it. <laughs> Nobby the farmer. Little straw hat. Little, little, uh, uh, no, no, it won't be a straw hat. Trust me. Uh, Crocodile hat with a yeah. piece of straw out of his mouth. His mouth. Um, okay. Corn, I mean, that- corn cob pipe. That that leaves us with uh, one hard point. Um, Are you going to do the farm? I, I'd like the farm. Okay. Nobody else is really speaking up. Sounds fine to me. Um, I mean, I like farms. Right. So that's going to be seven hard points um, with the one one thousand five hundred that adds relatively cheap. Um, that's going to bring it to seven thousand for all the uh, add-ons. All right. Just with that, with no discounts. 19,000. Yep, 19,000 even. Let's do this. Leo, make me a um, three purple hard difficulty check for negotiation to see about this. And you're going to add a boost die top of that. Um, and I'm going to add a story point to the pool and remove it because okay. I'm ready for this. Ready for anything. <laughs> Gotta love that that human ability. 
to it's my favorite one reflip a story point <laughs> okay okay now i get i get zero successes and three advantages however you know i have a um uh, what is it called uh natural or master yes i'm natural in negotiation so i'm gonna roll the same things again once per session yeah might as well use it this is the time to use it just just wash zero successes oh, <laughs> oh. okay hate to right. see that so it's gonna stay the same did you add kaji's timely comment it would only give advantage um i would let but how many advantages is that is that for kaji's at two two advantage you guys are planning this i'll let each advantage give you 500 off but Morty did say he would put in a good word. So your total is going to be 16,500 silver. Let's transition scene. As you guys uh, stand in front of your newly purchased land and begin to make plans. And, and Nobby the Goblin starts digging the, fa- <laughs> the dirt for the foundation. So let's transition. Let's pick up with the man, the myth, the legend, Makra the Orc. Oh, I suppose it's time to play the game. I'm just going to give a warning. Uh, some of these scenes might be a little uh, intense. Risque. Just, uh, mm. I, I don't know about risque, but definitely intense. Uh, that, that chiseled orc bod. Maybe a little brutal at times. So Is this a, is this a trigger warning for the listeners? Or I, maybe the players, we need to... Or all of it? No, no. He said intense. It's going to be camping. <laughs> yeah, it's like camping. It's going to be fun, like camping. Uh, all right, so the last we saw Makra is that he left in a whirlwind of, of cloud with uh, another orc, an arbiter of his tribe. A real uh, dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vorgak, Vorgak the arbiter. I thought he was quite honorable. You arrive uh, as you reappear from this teleportation. Make me a resilience check. Uh, to make sure I don't lose my cookies. Yes. It's going to be a three purple difficulty. Rolling that sweet dice footage. One success, oh. one advantage. Nice. Not only not only did I not lose my cookies, I came through with extra cookies. Oh, I don't know how that works. You came through with extra vomit? No, snickerdoodles. Oh, snickerdoodles. No, snick- <laughs> snickerdoodles. <laughs> Okay. All right. You disappeared. You, you eat or down there in the Carolinas. <laughs> Get it. Vomit cookies. Come on. It's disgusting. You teleport uh, with Horgak in, and you are at, which it's pretty easy to note by the banners, the flags, you are at the Fox tribe. And it's not too bad of a teleportation. Teleportation isn't too bad for you. You kind of uh, just, you know, you're, you're okay. It's a little disorienting. But uh, I think with that advantage, you're kind of ready for what might come next. And he's uh, been you, bracing himself for this experience. Yeah, if you want, if you want, uh, if you want to boost die, I think that'd be work. That'll work really well on your next check. Nice, you got it. Forgak looks at you and goes, "Are you are you ready to face your trial?" Almost. Before we before we proceed. Can you divulge just how traditional of a trial will this be? Will we be following the the old ways or one of the more modern approaches? I guess it has been a while since you have not been with us. 
we are still we still hold to the old ways. Ah, very good. It is the tradition of the fox or the our our tribe, uh, the hill orcs. It is our way to follow the old ways. Very is good. there concern that that will be beneficial or non-beneficial for you? Are you? No, not at all. I just wanted to make sure that if we are settling a matter of honor, that we do it in a way that best reflects an honorable method. Very well. Uh, he leads you inward as you are ready. And as you enter the, the village, you quickly notice heads beginning to turn. And you can see the word begins to quickly spread that the Arbiter has returned and has found his quarry. It's a longer walk probably than expected uh, to the the chief's tent or the trial tribunal's tent, uh, which is often in the center of, of a clan. And the Fox clan has actually been leading uh, the Hill Orcs for a long time. They've been actually the sort of the, the clan that's leading, been leading the, the Hill Orc tribe uh, actually long before the war. And uh, he, you enter without hesitation. And as you enter the, the tent, you notice that the leaders uh, are actually sort of in, in mid-conversation, and they slowly begin to notice that the Arbiter has returned. And uh, he sort of clears his throat and goes, I present to you Makra, son of Rodek, ready to face his trial. Uh, and you notice as, as you take sort of the, the room in, uh, you notice there is actually a seat of honor for a guest who is present to the right with a uh, sort of sitting with a distinguished attire and seems to be observing whatever conversation or matter that they're dealing with very intently. Um, you see um, the individual you know that um, you sort of felt like or remembered that your family had sort of uh, beef with or sort of conflict with uh, Kerbag, he looks at you with disdain and disgust as he turns and sees you and goes, very well, take the criminal for holding while we make preparations. I, I say nothing and react in no way. I don't give him the dignity. All right. Vorgak sort of nods and uh, takes you to a smaller tent. And um, and basically stays with you. He's not going to let you out of his sight. Uh, he does ask you if there's anything you want, like a simple glass of water would do nicely. Thank you. All right. He has the the guard sort of take that and bring that. Um, it's you arrive early morning and you sort of the pre they make pre preparations, and so about mid afternoon um, they come and summon you. Uh, what are you doing during this time? You've got a few hours. You just meditating? Probably. Um, All right. Just trying to think through what other options might be. Probably just meditation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just trying to center myself emotionally and spiritually to, you know, prepare for the rigmarole I'm going to be put through here. All right. He, the arbiter, leads you back to the head tribe, and to your surprise. Uh, there are quite a few uh, in attendance um, that will be, seems like they will be observing this, this proceeding. There are six judges on the council, uh, two from each clan. 
even though your specific uh, clan may have been uh, almost wiped out in previous years, um, there is still what seems to be a uh, presence and representation of that clan. Um, make me a either a perception check or a vigilance check. And this is going to determine on what like you want to learn from this um, instance. Because as you enter, you do see six judges. And the Ar- Arbiter also takes his place. Um, and you sit down next to him. He's sort of making sure that you're not going to do anything, any funny business. But if you want to sort of just observe the room and kind of just, I guess, use your senses, um, it's going to be perception. If you want to kind of maybe learn the the demeanor or maybe the uh, sort of what's going on with, with people behind the scenes or what they might be hiding or their attitudes, it's probably going to be a vigilance check. I think I'm going to do vigilance. Okay. Um, make me a three purple vigilance check. Um, and I'm adding in a blue sty- boost die. Ooh, a blue right. boost die. A blue die. A blue sty. <laughs> blue sty. All right. From from the previous. Yes. Roll. Yeah, you're ready for this. Uh, that is two successes and one threat. The successes are... Uh, Kerbag seems very nervous. Uh, about you and about the guest being here. Um, you kind of sense that this is, it was probably the worst timing for him uh, in this situation. However, the threat is, uh, you look to the side where uh, you would see like the witnesses that are, if they have any witness, and you see a childhood friend sitting there, Bethrar, single tusk. And that sort of, I don't know how that fits you, hits you, but you're going to take one strain. Uh, probably a little surprised. I feel like since he's pretty much been a nomadic lone, loner of sorts, pretty much since his childhood. So I think he'd be a little surprised to see one of his friends, um, especially after so long. Uh, Kerbag stands and calls the trial to order. As we are here to pronounce our judgment on Makra, son of Rodek, a member of the Wolf Clan who has committed numerous crimes against the clan, his tribe, and his family. The crimes are in order the murder and death of his family, the murder and death of his clan, derelict of duty to assume the leadership of his clan. Do you have any beginning statements you would like to make, Makra? Oh, it would be a very orcish thing to say. Something about <laughs> honor, I'm sure. I'm a little surprised that a lowly nomadic orc such as myself would garner this sort of attention from people of your stature and status within this clan. It is an honor to be in your presence, I say, with a little, just a little veneer of sarcasm. But it is not an honor to be in yours, considering the crimes that you've committed. Accused of crimes. I assume there is a presumption of innocence, at the very least, within these proceedings. That is the old way. 
That is true. You may take your seat. I bow slightly. (laughs) (laughs) It has come to this council's attention that Makra, son of Rodek, is responsible for the total annihilation of his clan, or almost total annihilation of his clan. We have witnesses to corroborate this story. If Bethar Singletus will step forward, he steps forward. You please tell the council what you witnessed and experienced. Um, Bethar sort of stands up, uh, clears his throat, and goes, well, I was young, but I, I'll never forget that day. It was a horroring experience to see a monster, a, a werewolf, killing our tribe. And I was hiding in some crates when I heard, uh, I saw, peeked out and saw Makra transform or change back into orc form as he stood over the dead body of my father and his father. Thank you. You may be seated. That is all. Makra, do you have any rebuttal for this? Is this true? I was also very young. But to my recollection, yes. This is a part of the truth. Very well. If this is true, I believe that we have heard of this. How honorable is it? To judge an individual based solely on one one excerpt of an experience of a trauma of a tragedy, you have heard a witness expound one glimpse into what was one of the most you'll excuse the term transformational experiences in my life. I believe it would be in the best interest of this court. My friend, friend Bethrar, and to all those here, to get a better, more full understanding of just what happened that day, I would humbly submit to this court that we begin a ritual of dreamwalking. You hear people gasp at that. Uh, Kerbag just looks livid uh, at this proposal. And uh, when after a few moments, uh, people starting to chatter, he goes, we'll have order. I do not see that it is within this council's purview to grant such a request, seeing that there is. And at that time, um, the honored guest stands up. Forgive me, tribal leader, but I believe it is a disservice and dishonor to not only this tribe, but to your name as the leader of this tribe, to not follow the ways of the orcs. Our clan, too, has followed this way. It is an honorable, trustworthy manner for sussing out the truth during difficult situations. I believe that there is more to this crime than meets the eye and as he's talking you see you know Kerbag just sort of deflate and he goes 
seeing as the priest, and you realize as he says this, you look at the priest who's sitting next to Kerbag, sort of the represent the other uh, judge from the Fox tribe, is actually uh, it dawns on you he's not originally from the the Fox tribe. He's from the Wolf tribe. He's one of your priests from your tribe. Because I believe this is a conflict of interest, and I would propose that I myself would handle this ritual. If the Arbiter and the accused, Makra, would agree to this, and he walks forward and goes, my name is Fergagoth. I am the leader of the River Orcs, and we are here to see if we can make an alliance with you or this the Hill Orcs. I believe that this trial will definitely enlighten us on how we will move forward. If you would have me to do this ritual, I believe that it would be fair to you. I, I nod. I accept. Very well. And at that, uh, they begin to begin the ritual and prepare for this uh, ritual of dreamwalking, which is at times very dangerous. It's a process that can be dangerous as well as deadly because your consciousness, you are the host, but you sort of, uh, the ritual will pull others' consciousness into your mind. But it is an accurate way for events and experiences, memories to be experienced, as a ritual is extremely difficult and very, if not nigh impossible to manipulate unless done so by the performer of the ritual. So that's where we'll leave off as you guys begin the ritual and cast uh, the ritual over you. You each drink an alchemical concoction created to initiate this, this ritual. And take a drink, and you uh, slip into a dreamlike state. We will pick back up with your dreamwalking scene after we visit uh, the other individuals. Let's go back to uh, well, Raytheon. What do you um, What are you going to do next? I know you wanted to talk to talk to Morty, but is that something you want to do right now, or are you going to be focused on preparing for this job? think the focus is going to be on preparing for this job. All right, so let's do this sort of in mini-year res, I guess you could say. Um, sure. You and uh, Twilight, Miss Birchwood, um, traveled down to the kingdom of uh, Arafast. You have tracked this uh, ship that has been hit, well, was hit by pirates, which you realize now was hit by the Nightblades. Your sus- yeah. Eliza's suspicions were confirmed. It was the Nightblades, made to look like pirates. What was interesting is that there seems to be a connection to the kingdom of Arafast, and you track this um, astral shard to an estate, or I guess kind of estate keep in Erengrad, sort of a bay city in the southern, kind of central southern part of Arafast. Okay. And basically, you've got to break into this, uh, you've got to sneak into this, this estate keep. And basically, it just has a a wall that the estate is sort of well, a, a basically a, a you know a surrounding wall it has a huge courtyard, 
that the main gate leads into, and the the state is sort of built into the wall at certain points. So there's different towers and, and uh, ramparts as, as such, and different towers. And uh, you basically, through making a few investigative uh, inquiries, discover that it is the highest central tower uh, in the middle of this keep that you have to break into. So you have three op- options of entrance, though. Uh, you first need to help Twilight's infiltration. You will have to take down at least two guards for her to set up the next stage. All right. Make me either a perception or survival check, I guess you could say. Perception or survival. To find the best vantage point to sort of help out uh, Twilight's infiltration. I'd like to make that a survival check. Okay. Um, that's going to be two purple difficulty. That's going to be two successes with one threat. <laughs> um, all right. So two successes, one threat. So you find a very large, but perfectly uh, situated tree that you could set up and probably have a great vantage point over most of the uh, walls and ramparts. You climb this tree. It's a little rough at times because it's so tall. Uh, take a, I'm just going to make you take a strain. Okay. Um, but you find your spot and you see uh, Twilight sort of circling the skies above. Uh, you can see her and she's definitely um, with uh, the clouds. It is a full moon, so it's very bright, but she's doing a good job sort of staying out of well, um, she's an owl. Yeah, eyesight. So. Uh, the guards haven't noticed either of you. And um, yeah, so you see, you you watch the guards. You guys have been casing this place out. You know that um, there's a small window that you're going to have to sort of create a larger window at. Okay. And how these guards sort of take their turns and, and uh, patrols. So you've got two guards that are going to be crossing each other's path and you can either take them down one at a time or try and take them down at the same time. The choice is yours. So would I be able to sort of like catch one at like, so like as they pass each other, could I, could I go for, well, okay. What's the difficulty on, on trying to shoot like both of them at the same time? Both of them at the same time is going to be daunting for purple. Uh, if okay. you shoot them separately but close, it's going to be hard. If you shoot them further away, um, that's going to be average. Um, but I will say this. The further away they are, it's going to make you harder in sort of keeping the stealth and hiding their bodies later on. Yeah, so. um, you know what? It's time for some neck tricks. Uh, we're going to see if we can uh, we can shoot them both through the neck. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's four purple. Four purple. All right. Oh, seriously? Zero successes, two advantages. However, I am shooting with the lightning bow. Okay. I've got two advantages on that. I would I would let you, you know, pop the... the, the uh, yeah, I'd let you pop the... Is it just stun? So it's stun. Yeah. It's stun four. Yeah, I, I'd let you pop the stun, even okay. though like you miss them. I think that's 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 cool. I, I'm that's real cool. 
Yeah, right. you can pop and so the like that'll knock them out without uh <laughs> or or no no like if they stop from the stun take aim carefully and shoot them individually okay uh all right so let's do that and um as you stun them uh make a it's gonna it's a it's a it's a long check so i mean it's it's gonna be three purple difficulty instead of four okay you got a, you got three story points three story points you can I mean, them. all that's going to do for me is upgrade one green to a yellow <laughs> out of the four yellow I already have. Well, I just listen. Just I'm just here to help you. I appreciate that. Uh, two failures, four, four advantages. advantages. <laughs> okay. All, all right, right. From there, can I from can I use those four advantages to uh, to make a stealth check to just come up there and stab them to death? Because good God. Uh, sure. I tell you what, you. You're just like, like you know I'm what? just gonna stun him again. <laughs> <laughs> you fire. How about this? You fire another arrow, but you attach a string to it, and uh, you stick it into the wall and, and sort of zip line across to it. Four advantages. That's like a triumph. So okay. So that'll sling the bow over the line, slide in, and as as Ravian lands, flips the uh, the elven dagger out, stabs one in the throat, stabs the other in the throat. Starts hiding bodies, takes the arrow out of the wall. <laughs> All right. God. At that point, it's like uh, my thing. Like, what is wrong with me? It always hits the worst time. Uh, you turn around after you're sort of panting, and you see uh, Twilight just sitting there on the wall as an owl. And uh, she sort of does this front flip off the walls and now and then transform back into it's amazing <laughs> into the herself her human self she goes boy i tell you what i was beginning to wonder thought uh thought i was gonna have to come down here and uh, clean up all your messes you know when i thought you were just a bird i felt worse about wanting to kill you <laughs> all right listen let's hide these bodies let's start climbing that tower it's up to you. How do you want to do it? Do you want to cl- scale the wall or you want to try and go through the Matt, of course I want to scale the wall. Okay. I can just walk up it. Uh, all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> because you don't have, have to make any checks for that? No, Raytheon has the wall crawler uh talent, which means that your character can move across vertical surfaces like a wall as easily nice. as horizontal surfaces. In addition, when your character attempts to reduce the damage taken from falling, reduce the difficulty of the athletics or coordination check by one. Okay. So Raytheon just walks over and says, fine, let's get this over with. And just like steps onto the wall and just like Adam West Batman's his way <laughs> up it. Like, All right. Make me a, um, a, <laughs> you've done pretty good at this point. Uh, make me a, an average two purple stealth check. Okay. Um, definitely add a setback dice because it is full moon and adam westing up a up a <laughs> you, you, yeah yeah full moon one setback die <laughs> let me check my equipment just quickly and make sure that uh i don't have anything that will uh help me there okay. i'm pretty sure i have something oh that's right i have the ranger's armor of the southern road oh nice um i do get a stealth boost there so that's gonna be uh three yellow one green a boost Against two purple and one black. Yep. Six successes, one threat. Wow. Nice. Okay. Um, Are you coming or what? <laughs> yeah, she uh, she 
she doesn't transform this time. She climbs up with you. It takes you a little bit because um, you guys realize that it took a little bit longer than what you needed to. And uh, you see another patrol come by. And uh, you have to stop for a little bit. and uh, But then continue on your way. Um, you know, you are a little bit behind schedule, but you should be okay if the next section goes all right. <laughs> so, in order to get through this window, you guys have figured out, investigated, sleuthed enough to know that you are going to have to cast a spell because this tower's window is not only locked, but it's also guarded by some incantations. So, dispel magic check. Yeah, dispel, oh, dispel magic. Yeah, dispel, uh, dispel magic spell, um, which is a difficulty of three. And since you have wall climber, you don't have to suffer the penalty of climbing the wall. I'm a pretty big fan of it. <laughs> Okay. What's going to solve this problem? Dispel right here. <laughs> Dispel right here. Five successes, two triumphs to Abrica. Don't do that. Abrica, <laughs> don't do that. All right. So, uh, yeah, you not only, yeah, you dispel this um, magical ward off of this window. How do you want to spend your two triumphs? And you do it in record time. I mean, it's just, it's easy peasy for you. You've been studying, you've been training. It, this this is this is child's play. I want to make the triumph be that the the next section entirely, like those guys are on break somewhere. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. So maybe your escape. Yeah, like our escape route is clear. So that's one triumph. Yes. Okay. How do you want to spend um, the other triumph? The uh the other triumph. I want to find something in this room. Mm. I want to find something in this room that gives us a clue as to the true nature of what's going on here. Okay. You pop the war- magical ward on this. Um, Elena pops the lock on it. You guys swing into the window and um, the, the, the moonlight has, is softly illuminating. And as you step in, you see someone sitting in a chair facing away from you. And that is where we will stop with you and pick back up with you next time. Got it. Thank so, you. yeah, fun. All right. So um, let's go with Kachi. Kachi, you guys have been working on this house. You're building it. You've got the frame up at this point. Or actually, where do you want to interview these potential shop managers because you said you wanted you guys wanted to possibly hire someone to run the shop and uh you said you you and nobby probably would be doing this so where where are you guys doing you guys doing it at morty's are you doing it at a local tavern are you doing it in your house where are we where's this where's this interview process happening i i think we would do it probably someplace over a table where we can have it set up interview style and uh me and Leo and Nob. Okay. So maybe in the Laughing Dragon Inn? That'd be fine with me. At this point, Nobby has a fully custom-tailored crocodile suit <laughs> with a little crocodile uh, 
crocodile um fedora of some sort like like uh the more of the uh the old-fashioned type not not the like the fedora we used to the uh the older type it's more generic wider brim so it actually protects him from sun that is oh, okay it might not stay clean but <laughs> nobby's got it right now and it's clean right now nice all right cool um so you have a list of uh potential applicants yeah candidate supplicants rubes oh i don't like supplicants Suckers. Let's, let's not do that so here's the list you foolish, guys can foolish people can call them however you want in whatever order you want uh, gretchen thank you so much for seeing us today come come on in have a seat uh yes you're all doing this in laughing dragon she steps up from like uh <laughs> the uh, table off nearby with a bunch of other people um she is a very disheveled looking uh middle-aged woman and uh seems a little off her uh i mean maybe a little a uh, little sauced up today uh she comes over and, and goes uh hey thank you for seeing me uh and you, as soon as she sits down, you get the strongest sense of, like, just alcohol off her breath. I heard you just opening up a new shop in town. Figured I'd throw my light in to see if I could help you sell some stuff. Pretty good at uh, chasing off uh, those little hoodlums, but uh, I can spot a good deal. And, uh, well, you know, organization's not my strong suit, but... Uh, yeah, I can I can keep a place at least on its feet. Oh, okay. Um, how long ago did you hear about our um, our position opening up here? This morning. Oh, at the tavern, uh, the 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 bar. I was drinking. Oh, I was talking about it. Oh, drinking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta start my morning off with you know good old ale. Some people how like you, coffee. I like ale. How do you start your afternoon off? More ale. Uh, that's what I thought. Yes. You yes. seem to be an ale expert. I am. Okay. And what is your experience in the um, the sales industry? I've run a few shops or two in my day. Like like what? Like uh, I ran a, 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 I ran a, can, a, a tavern once. As a bartender. I still do a little bartender in here, ten town. Okay. Um. Thank you for your time. Uh, wait, we'll wait, 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 wait. Oh, don't oh. forget, we have our agreement. And and uh, Catchy looks at uh, Leo, and I think Leo and Catchy look at Nobby, and Nobby gets to ask his question, so he gets some interviewing experience. <laughs> Nobby uh looks at you, looks at her, and um, he just shakes his head no. You can tell he's like holding his breath. Sorry oh. so much about that. It seems the goblins are no for that one. Oh man! Oh. She goes, "All right, well, if listen, if you change your mind, or if you like to hire old Gretchen, I, uh, you know, maybe a little rude sometimes, but I know my good prices. I know my stuff. I, <laughs> I my believe stuff. it, Gretchen. I believe it. We'll get back to you. I get you the best price. All right." So yeah, she may seem a little rude, but uh, she definitely does seem. You get the air that she seems to know her stuff. She might get you a uh, better price for some things, but she will definitely chase off a few customers at the same time. 
Um, she walks away and Nobby like takes a deep breath in and goes, chill. It holds his like peaches his nose and like gives you a thumbs down. <laughs> Can I call the next one? Oh, okay. Thelma! That's at least the, how I heard people are supposed to call her. <laughs> around these parts. Uh, you see this uh, very kind, well-dressed uh, lady. Probably middle-aged as well. Uh, sort of the opposite of Gretchen. Very well-kept. Uh, very professional, it seems. She comes over and goes, well, how do you do, fellas? I just, uh, I just so excited to meet you. She shakes your hand, sits down. Goes, uh, so I hope you, uh, well, I heard you guys were starting up a new business in town. Thought I might uh, give my skills and uh, bring my friendly charm over to uh, offer a, um, a um, you know, offer my assistance. Um, Thelma, I'm going to stop you there. Um, maybe later, but for right now, I'm going to have to ask you to turn your um, flirtation down about three notches. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. I just thought that you were, uh, I just, it's just who I am. I love being friendly. I love making folks feel at home. Got a very kind heart in nature. Oh, that's very good. I'm not that very skilled in negotiations sometimes, but I know how to keep a place tidy and make people feel at home. Oh, where exactly did you get the name Winther Bottom? Well, that's a family name, Sugar. Us winter bottoms are all over Laria. All right, you I, can you can <laughs> you can keep the you you can keep the flirtation wherever you want. Continue. <laughs> I, this is just my natural charm, Sugar. Ah, okay. Nobby, what do you think? What's your question for the lady? Uh, Nobby just like is smiling and like nodding his head. Just sort of at a daze, like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, remember, Nobby, we taught you questions. They're the ones where you're trying to find out stuff. He looks at you and points and goes, pretty? Yes, oh, yes, yes, pretty. Ah. Yes, what do you think, pretty? And I point in the general direction he was pointing. <laughs> he was pointing at her. He's like, yeah, yeah. Good eye, good eye, Nobby. Um, he's asking a question. Do you think you're pretty? Well, sure, oh. sugar. Oh. Well, Thelma, thank you so much for your time. We uh, we will get back to you. You're, you're currently in the lead, so it's a nice pleasure to meet you. All right. Well, thank you. Just let me know. Uh, she gets up, and uh, you could kind of tell, like, yeah, she's very, very, got a very friendly demeanor. Um, maybe a little too friendly, but. Uh, she doesn't seem like she seems to be honest. Like she's not the best at probably negotiation, um, but she does know how to keep a store. Seems like a storefront in in order. Now, you, Leo, I, yeah. Now, now Leo and and not think about this. We go off in an adventure. We come back with jars and jars full of. I look at Navi for a second. Ogre snot. There you go. Uh, I guess say yes. Mm, no. Goblin. 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 Oh. Goblin's not. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if that I needed to avoid your feelings or not. But I don't see her putting her, her arms into those jars to sell them the way you really got to. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she's nice so far. So far. She's she's I, I would prefer her to old old alcoholics anonymous. 
Gretchen. Um, I will, the, uh, one thing I like about Thelma is so far, she is the first person I've met in all Valeria that was nice to us, despite us being slightly rude up front. So that's a, that's a, like three pluses in my book. All right. Um, yeah, now be uh, points down goes Frank, 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 Frank. It looks up at you, Frank. <laughs> I, which one do you want, Navi? Frank. Frank? Uh, Frank, okay. Did you just like, did do you know anything about Frank or do you just like the name? It, he is, he, he like gestures the second part. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Well, when you call, him, call him here. Call him. Frank. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Frank comes in. He's sort of got that um, kind of um, um, like 19, 19-teens, like 1915, 1920s, like look of like dress pants, suspenders. He's got a, sort of a shirt, rolled up sleeves. He comes walking in. He's got a swagger to him. Uh, he goes, hey, uh, my name's Frank. Just Frank. Heard you uh, starting a new establishment. Figured I'd offer my services. Uh, not great at selling, but uh, I, te- I keep sticky fingers out of, uh, you know, the, the, the cook jar. You know what I mean? Well, what if I want to stick my fingers in a jar? Well, that's your, that's, it's your shop, so it's fine, whatever you want to do. So as long as the jar is in my shop, I can just stick my fingers in it as much as I want. Is it your jar? It's in the shop. Do you own the shop? What what does it say on the um, flyers we sent out? Okay, gotcha. okay then. Why is this a problem? I make sure nobody sticks their grubby fingers in your cookie jar. Frank, Frank, forgive my wise guy friend here. He's uh, he he's a reverend up front, but he's he'll contribute. Um, so sticky fingers does that include yours? Yeah, <laughs> of course. on the level. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, you have, have as long um, as you pay me well, we ain't got no problems. All right. Uh, anything I should know about, Frank? I don't like talking about my past. Well, I mean, in your past, have you ever sold stuff at all? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you you from Three Oaks? No. All right. That's fine. You don't have to be that specific. <laughs> I don't know how general else I can be. Oh, that's fine. You, I mean, you said you don't like talking about your past. Getting a little questions, but if you're uncomfortable, feel free not to answer. Um, we got to worry about any of that past, um, asking us questions later, later down the road. No, I took care of it. All right. Uh, good man. Frank, one second. So now we need to have a question from our underling and Nobby. All right. Question. Be nice to Nobby. Yeah. Frank. He, he, he looks at you like Kachi. Like, is that a question? <laughs> He kind of ended it in a way that, you know, I think ended in an upward, you know, lilt, which I think means a question. So, yeah, be nice to Nobby. Yeah. Let me tell you about sticky jars. Nobby knows about sticky jars. Yeah, I'd be nice to the little guy. He's he's fine. As long as he doesn't kill me or eat me. Oh, no. When he says little guy, how does Nobby react? Oh, he's fine. Nobby's fine with that. Yeah, he's tiny. He's a goblin. He's walked face first to my knee a few times. Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he knows that he's not the the tallest creature in Valeria. Well, Frank, thank you. Um, Appreciate your uh, straightforward answers. Uh, Sure. uh, We'll get back to you. Okay. 
all right, don't sugarcoat it. Just, just tell me, you know, don't, yeah. don't let me, you don't have to let me down easy. You know, none of this, it's, it's not, it's not you, it's me, it's wow. whatever, you know, just tell yeah. me if I got it or not. All right. Yeah. We're just going to go through the whole list and then I'll let you know if you don't make it or if you do. All right. All right. See you, Frank. I do what I want with my own jars. I mean, you know that, <laughs> right? And, and Leo, what, what was that? You started to morph into him. What happened? Uh, so, like, they, they teach you, like, when you're uh, when you're working with uh, people in sales, you need to make your voice, like, mimic them just a little bit. Oh, you like, should have told me that. I would have been, like, gaba de ghoul and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I didn't tell you that. Try not to do that with the rest of the people. Just talk normal, because you tend to do stuff like flagrantly piss people off. Hey, hey Nobby. Uh, Nobby, try to be frank. Give me a good frank, Nobby. Nobby goes, hey. <laughs> oh, that that was perfect. Good job. You're know, learning. Good so job, Nobby. He like gives you finger guns. Hey. No, no, um, not not with the middle fingers. No, but oh, no, oh. no. <laughs> he like pulls. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Frank is pretty much who he is. Like doesn't like questions about his past. Knows how to protect the establishment for threat from threats, as well as sticky fingers. People will think twice about stealing uh, or giving themselves the five finger discount, and might even be. Decent at acquiring items or intel that you might need. Okay, interesting. Who would you, who would you like next? Let's get let's get Manny in here. Manny, uh, you see, sort of a a very gentle looking man. Uh, doesn't seem like he's very happy. He comes over and sits down. and goes, uh, so I figured I would. Uh, Apply for the job, even though I won't get it. That's okay. Um, I mean, I'm pretty good at selling stuff. People, people often, you know, I feel hey. like sometimes people give me money just to leave them alone or yeah, they want to you, get away I, from about that, Manny. Quickly. Do you uh, yeah, do you, paid, do you get paid by the by the word? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I mean, if you want to pay me, that's fine. So, so you've uh, you've gotten uh, you've gotten some sales. You've got some sales experience. Yeah. All right. Now, if I paid you extra, would you uh, talk in a different voice going forward if we hired you for this position? No, this is my voice. Okay, Nambi, I think you should go. You should ask the question now before me. Uh, why he said. Yeah, Manny, uh, why are you sad? I don't know. It's life's kind of sad. No, you think it's the last name? Melanch? It's melancholy. It's mal. Oh, melanch. <laughs> I didn't see the last name. <laughs> melancholy? Okay, Manny, mal- Manny Melancholy. Wow. All right. Not, Manny, you know what? I'm going to do you a big favor right now. Here we go. And uh, from out from my bag, I just pull out this little thing, put it on the table, and edge it towards him. I go, sell us this. And as he looks, it is the little singed creature figure. Well, if you buy this, it'll give you happiness. I never bought one. And look at me. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> I'm sad. But hey, if you buy it, It'll make you feel pretty good because it's a special trinket. It's got magical powers and it can help you with luck. 
Oh man, the, the I was... singed one. Wait, it's got magical powers. Leo, Listen, does this have magical powers? Uh, apparently, uh, Manny's words have magical powers. You said sell it to you. I don't always tell the truth. Uh, well, there we go. I think that we might be onto something. Yeah, here. an employee we already can't trust. It's like the last two. No, no, no. Yeah, we can trust them. Um, but our customers maybe can't sometimes, if it makes sense. I can be honest as as honest you want me to be. All right. Well, that was a good sales job. All right. You know, you're actually higher up on the list than you think. That's great. We were interviewing some blocks of wood this morning. Thank you, Manny. Uh, you're I welcome. Guess, I think that's all we need. Go ahead oh. and uh, we'll, we'll let you know. Okay. Or if you don't want to, that's fine, too. Hey, man, I'll give you a drink if you don't get it. If you do get it, you'll have many drinks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Man, we got the Mr. Personality over there on that one. I mean, he did a good job selling, but I do not want to talk to him. He just lied to us. Is that really selling? <laughs> no, no, Nobby. yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Nobby, from what he said, did you want this? You just see Nobby just like sad himself. He like wipes a tear off. Oh, okay. All right. What do we what do we know about Man- uh, Manny? Uh yeah, I mean he's he seems like a sad but gentle spirit. Uh He's not going to be winning you any personality awards, but he's also probably not going to like chase off any customers. He they they might just buy stuff just to, you know, maybe help him feel better. <laughs> but oh. he's not going to be chasing any customers off because of his rude personality. I'm going to buy him a drink later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sylvester, is there Sylvester here? Uh, you see a very distinguished, uh, wealthy to do. Uh, gentlemen, stand up. He checks his pocket watch, puts it back in his uh, coat jacket. I believe uh, my services would be very beneficial to you. Here is my resume. And he hands you a long list of like uh, places he's worked, businesses, uh, endeavors, all sorts of stuff that he can, can I take it from him and give it to Nobby and ask Nobby what he thinks? Uh, Nobby, can you hand it here, please? Okay, here you go. Thank you. Um, okay, so it says here you used to work for um, the Squat and Gobble? Yes. Uh, uh, that's wretched establishment. Only they worked there for a few weeks. Improved their sales by 50% by the end of the week. Okay. Um, how did you do that? Oh, I just uh, fired the people that were stealing from them. Oh, you'll be the, uh, the sole... Uh, operator of the shop while we're out of town uh, unless the shop grows then we can hire some more people for you to, to work under you but um how would you per se uh, contribute to our shop if you're the person doing the sales well keep it extremely organized people need mm-hmm. to be able to see what kind of wares you have so fester i'm going to stop right there i'm going to need you to turn down your uh, flirtation like three notches <laughs> <laughs> continue <laughs> He looks a little puzzled. Ah, uh, okay. I am very, very scared at spotting someone trying to rip you off. Trying yes. to get a fast one by me. They will not be able to do that. And also, I will keep the riffraff out of your store. You don't need to do that sort of low-class trash around you. So would you say that one of your fine qualities is that you're very astute? 
<laughs> sure, if you'd like to put I it that way. I can't. I cannot deal with you. <laughs> okay. Um, Everywhere I go, at whatever establishment I work at, it bring a sort of dignified air to it. Now, as part of this job, you will have to work with and be friendly with our friend Nobby here. Um, I understand with your highborn status and your your heirs, you might have a problem with what you might consider to be lesser than that. Oh no, he'd be fine. He's listen. I don't have any problem with indentured servants or creatures you pick up on your traveling adventures. Uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go over to uh, lean over to Nobby and go. Well, Nobby. Do uh do you as overlord potentially for this person <laughs> have any questions for him? He he just looks at you and goes and uh, gives you a thumbs down. Okay. Oh, thank you. Nobby. And then yeah. I'm going to whisper to Nobby, and Goblin is that good or bad? He just shakes his head. It's bad. Blech. All right, Sylvester. Unless there's anything else, uh, thank you for your time. We'll get back to you. All right. Thank you. Oh, here's your resume. Um. The goblin snot will wipe off just fine if you use. Oh, that's for some... you to keep. I have plenty oh. of copies. Oh well, in Bye the now. future. Oh, okay. Wow. You know what? I kind of like what he said he could do. Nobby, what was it that made you think that he would not be a good fit for working with you? Snob, snob, snob. Wow, Nobby, you are <laughs> you are good. You are good at this, Nobby. Uh. Yeah, I mean, Sylvester seems very rich. Um, it does have a dignified air about him, very perceptive. He's going to be able to spot someone ripping you off. Extremely organized, uh, but definitely snobbish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your lower clientele might not feel welcome in your establishment. Um, I, I, I am going to say one thing in his favor is that he's unlike any of us for the most part. Oh, right, right. But and I, I, he would run the shop in a way we couldn't. And maybe if we needed to identify some stuff or figure out how much it was worth, he would help out. Yeah, but I still think Frank would give us some information we don't have. Let's 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 see what Craig's got to offer. But before we get Craig, can we try to do good cop, bad cop on him? No. Oh. <laughs> what about me and Nami? You guys do whatever you want. Uh, and I don't know why you followed me in here. <laughs> you heard that, Nobby? This one's going to be the good cop, bad one. One. Yeah. Hey, he like pulls us you know, like wooden sword out and like does bad cop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait till he's here. You've oh, got to, but oh. you've got to do that on your own initiative. Ah. And remember, Leo's putting us up to that one. Okay. Yes. Thumbs up. Uh, okay, guys, don't don't hurt my candidates. Uh, Craig. Uh, you say Craig, and uh, you both, all three, are kind of startled. Uh, Nobby actually screams uh, because uh, in manifesta- manifesting in front of you on the chair, uh, out of thin air, manifests a creature, uh, a hideous creature, what seems to be possibly the combination of a kobold, a, a halfling, and a goblin. It's frightening. Wow. Hello. Is, did I get your name right? Is it Craig? Craig. Craig. Is Craig right? Craig. Or, or is it with more vowels like Craig? So Craig is more pro- proper than Craig? He sort of nods. Okay, great. So Craig, 
Um, what do you have to bring to this uh, this this establishment? Lots of experience related to shop work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, Craig. I've worked with very talented shopkeepers. Mm. Anyone we would know? Yes. <laughs> the arcane fox by chance yes okay uh yes we are familiar with the current shopkeeper um that she's she's got with her um uh kachi what was his name uh i believe his name was creature he spits at his name <laughs> oh well then i've got the test for you your next trial is to try to sell us this and i um and I put on the table and edge towards him the uh, unsinge creature uh, mini. He looks at it. His eyes grow wide, and uh, he pulls out a wand and blows it up. Oh, <laughs> just, just gone. There's just smoke left. He pulls Crack. out of his bag and sets another mm-hmm. figurine on it and goes, "This one better." Whoa! That was my statue. <laughs> That was my statue. What what does this one do, Craig? He like waves his wand and it like reverses. <laughs> like all the pieces come flying back together. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's a that's one heck of a trick. What was that new one though? It's mine. What, is what it? does what does yours do? It he pauses for a moment and looks at you, protects you. Okay. <laughs> I hope that's through. Is that through? It's what through? Listen, oh, if, goody. If you're going to be working for us, you be honest and straightforward with us and not others. So this is part of that test. Can you tell us straightforward what yours, what yours does? Or perhaps even what this statue used to do? It doesn't protect you. It watches you. Which one? The new one or the old one? Mine. Does uh, creatures watch you as well? I don't know. Oh, and to what ends? So I know what you're doing. Mm-mm, no. Oh, okay. I work for you. I work for her. I'm free. All I require is blood. Nope, 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 nope. Now, blood from what? One drop of blood from you and you, not him, and the elf and the orc Mm. and the other elf. So you still work for the the arcane fox then? Yes, Uh. but she wishes to make a partnership with you. Um, she does not explain what she wants the blood for, and that scares me a little bit. For so, her creations. <laughs> no, 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 Nabi, Nabi, do you have a do you have uh-uh, a question? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, well, we talked about this, Nabi. Come on, it's your turn. No. Go ahead and ask, ask no. a question, Nabi. Stranger, stranger danger, stranger danger. 
Mm-mm. Oh, um, how would you treat our buddy Nobby if you were if you were working for us? <laughs> I could make him better. No, no. Would you just treat I like him well? The sound of that. How would you make Nobby better? Joint experiment. Nobby just is like. Mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Well, well, can, well can, can I point out one thing? If we did work with Craig, he would work for free. Wait, wait, Craig, is, is it he? Is that is that how I refer to you? Yes. Okay. I don't know how you said yes and still leave a question. That's pretty. That's pretty hard <laughs> to do. Um, but. If he's working for free, we could hire him and Frank just to see what would happen. Okay, uh, Kaji, give me a drop of your blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. And- no, <laughs> I'm not making that deal. No. All right, Craig. Um, please do you, tell. Do you do any? Do you like break his finger or something? Oh no. Oh, oh no, no, you're just joking. You don't follow through with it. Right? No, I'm Not, pointing out to Kaji the implication of what he got says, you. that he will have to donate blood to whatever this is. Got you. Is. I thought you were like, <laughs> no. like here's a drop of blood. Like, look here. You really no, want to no. give it this? <laughs> From out of my bag, I pull out something with a little bit of blood on it, and I kind of scrape the blood off for him to have. He <sighs> looks down and he goes, no. Not, she said a drop of my blood, right? That's mine. Not it's in my dried. Mind. Not dried. Fresh. Fresh, now, fresh, 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 fresh. Now, Craig, is there any way we can hire you away so you are just our employee and we pay you money? No. Um, well, thank you for your time. Have a... Um, I will, we will, I guess, I don't know if we can get back to you because you kind of materialized here. Just call my name. Cool. And tell, please tell your benefactor that we um, enjoy hearing from her and to have a nice day. And uh, he snaps his finger and disappears, leaving his little figurine on your table. I thought you said he turned it back. No. No. He restored oh, yeah, your Yeah, he restored yours. He, didn't, he blew it up. Hey, uh, Kaji, can I also hold your uh, your picture statue? Uh, do you promise not to? Uh... Nope. <laughs> it, it's already <laughs> disappeared into a various pocket of mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, guys, we'll talk about this momentarily. Let me just pick the statue up, and um, and I'll just be right back. And you just see uh, Leo walk out of the tavern and just throw it into the woods and walk back. <laughs> I want to throw it into the river. <laughs> In the river, <laughs> yeah. If I'm near, if I'm nearby the river, yeah. yes. Yeah, so you're nearby the river. Across <laughs> the river, I'll walk back. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> you guys decide, uh, maybe amongst yourselves, uh, who you might think you want. Uh, let's uh, transition over to uh, Makra. Let's pick back up with Makra. Uh, Makra, let's. Um, we pick back up with you. Make me a discipline check. It is going to be a four purple daunting difficulty check. One success and two advantage. Well done. Well, I'm rolling four yellow. So. I know. All right. So keep the advantages in mind. You may want to use them as we play out the scene. 
your first memory that you begin to manifest is a memory from your childhood. You are playing in the streets of your clan's village. Your clan has just moved and settled in for a short hunting season at the base of the Amber Hill Mountains. You love coming here. It, it's a pleasant season when you're here. Climbing the rocks, hunting ridge hares and prairie dogs. It's one of your favorite places that your tribe, your clan, comes. And as you're playing in the streets of your village, your memory sort of shifts a little bit and focuses in. As you're playing with your friends, one of the balls or toys sort of you lose and it lands close to your father's tent, your family's tent. As you're about to leave and catch back up with your friends, you hear your father talking with someone. You hear that person begin to speak. And they say, your brother is weak and blind and he needs, we need you to lead. He is weak. Your tribe is weak. I'm not going to sit by and let our tribe die in this way, in this war. You need to make a decision for your tribe. You will not challenge him in the ways of our people, the leadership of your tribe. Then you must prepare for the future. While we disagree about how we might go about that, we both are in agreement that the hill orcs must change in order to survive. Take him to the wolf. Could be the first of a new generation. Bringing in a new era. This gift will be bestowed upon him. Will make him faster and stronger. Com- almost completely impossible to defeat in battle. You hear your father ask a simple question. How can we know it is safe? The person responds, my son has already been reborn. And no one has been harmed. He is undefeated in battle. You still doubt me. I can send you the ritual to your priest and they may examine it. At that moment, your memory shifts. How would you like to spend your two advantage? Maybe it's too much for the advantage. But is there any way to figure out who the... The other son is that was referenced. For two advantage, I'll give you this. Um, I don't know if for two advantage you would be able to know this, yeah. but I will say that it is no one from your tribe that he was referring to. This is someone from another tribe or another another clan within your tribe, another clan. And it is none from your village. No one from your village. I'm curious. Is are we are are those of us like that's part of this ritual? Are we? You're sort of watching, uh, removed, sort of third party, like. So a little like with like when Dumbledore and Harry are using the Pensieve to explore yeah, past kind memories. Of. It's yeah, a, it's a little like we're we're in the events, but we're not part of them. Yeah, yeah, you're observing okay. them. Okay. Maybe another discipline check. A hard three purple discipline check at this point. That is a failure with three advantage. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to suffer one wound as 
this transition is painful. And you feel some resistance as you try and focus in on this next series. You hear um, the uh, Fergagoth, um, he sort of uh, makes an observation as you guys are sort of leaving that previous scene. Very interesting. Seems that someone has been altering the ways of the works and are coming-of-age rituals. As it shifts, you now stand at the mouth of a cave, somewhat near your village. You hear the faint sounds of chanting coming from the cave. You are taken forcefully from your parents. This seems surprising to you. Your parents also are surprised by this. This is not how things should be done. You enter and are led by an orc priest further into the cave. You arrive at a stone altar surrounded by orcs chanting. At first, the room is barely lit by candles that sit atop the altar. Through a hole in the ceiling of the cave, a full moon begins to bathe the altar in its soft white light. A goblet is handed to you to drink. It tastes bitter and pungent, and as you, but you are able to down it. As the head priest helps you up onto the altar, he takes a stone dagger and begins to carve into your back the ritual sigils. You almost pass out from the pain, but are able to push through, and as you lay down on the altar, you see something emerge from the shadows. A tall, old, maybe even barely alive or very malnourished, scruffled human with long, unkept hair and a gray beard. He pauses for only a moment as he stands just within the shadows, just in, close enough to the light to where you can see him. And he motions forcefully for something to come forth. A small human girl emerges from the shadows, looking to maybe be no younger than yourself. She's dirty, wearing tattered clothes, and begins to approach the altar. As she looks back with tears in her eye at the old man, he growls and bears unnatural fangs. One last glance, she steps into the moonlight, and to your horror, she begins to transform into a werewolf. As you instinctively attempt to get away, the priests grab you, hold you down. You look back, and now standing next to you is a young white werewolf who moments ago was a human girl. One of the priests grabs her as her mouth opens in a wild, violent manner. She bites on your wrist. The pain is even worse than the dagger. Before that memory fades, how would you like to use your advantages? Uh, oh, man. I'm thinking do I have three advantages. I have to give myself a boost die, I think, on my next check. Okay. Um, I think having seen this memory, Makra 
is starting to realize what's coming next. So he has this chance to kind of brace himself. Okay. Because I assume that I assume that I'm going to be making another discipline check here. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to give your boost die to your next check? Yeah. All right. Is there that's two advantage? How would you like, or one advantage? How would you like to spend your other two advantage? Is there something I could learn with the two advantage? Oh yeah, there's plenty you can learn. Well, give me some. Give me some options. You could learn something about maybe the the priest, or you could learn about something that happens as this memory fades after you're bitten by this werewolf. Ooh, that one. As this memory fades, you hear someone say, "Now inscribe the sigil so that he is mine." And the memory Ooh. fades. That's a twist. All right, maybe one more discipline check. All right, what's the difficulty on this one? Average, two purple difficulty. It seems to be getting easier. Um, it is you hear four success and okay. one advantage. Four success, one advantage. As this memory fades, you hear Vorgak say, "This is a crime punishable by death." So four successes, one advantage. All right. With that, you're able to really focus in on this one. You awake, and you're not really sure how long of a time gap is in between these two memories. But you hear the same familiar voice chanting. It is the voice of any of your relatives. In fact, it's not even the voice of any of your fellow uh, members of your clan. Before you can react, though, something seems to come over you and force you to wake up. As you wake up, you see a full moon shining through one of the window flaps of your tent. You look down as you experience excruciating pain. You see that your hands are not only bleeding, Long claws are bursting forth out of your fingertips as your hands begin to elongate and begin to grow long, white, grayish fur. The same thing begins to happen all over the rest of your body as you transform. You pass out or the memory sort of comes in and out for a few more moments. What is unmistakable is that the next few moments are chaotic and horrifying. What seems to be a dream is eventually realized to be real. People running, scared for their lives. You see your fellow friends, family members dead all around you. You see a monster begin to lash out and kill anyone and anything with ruthless aggression. And you realize that you're not dreaming. But you also realize that. You haven't killed anyone. For a brief moment, you could almost, almost could believe that you saw another werewolf in the village. When you find your father dead, you transform back into yourself. How would you like to spend that one advantage? Hmm. Is there something more I could learn with one advantage in this one? Yeah. I want to learn more information. What would you like about that info? What what would you Um, like? What aspect of this would you want? Maybe other details about this other werewolf. You sort of try and replay certain parts of this dream over again. 
what is unmistakable is that there is another werewolf. And you definitely catch it running away or sort of trying to avoid being caught or seen by you during all the commotion. It seems small as well. Maybe a little bit bigger than you, but not large like a full-grown werewolf might be. So probably another child like me, but maybe a little older. Possibly. Okay. At that, you awake and emerge from your dream-walking state. Uh, You see Kerbag look almost white with terror. Takes you a few moments to regain sort of your senses and a sort of kind of re re uh, orient yourself to your present surroundings. Once I've regained some sense of my composure and such, I'd like to turn to uh, Bergergoth, and um, I would I would like to thank you for assisting in this matter. I am. Happy to be of service. It seems that there is much more going on here than meets the eyes, and that this tribe's weakness has been from within, not because of external factors such as the war, but in dabbling in evil, cruel, and wicked ways and rituals. I am appalled that we would subjugate children to such horrible curses inflict such evil upon each other I fear that this tribe's leadership must bear the responsibility for this crime not you Makra, son of Rodek I bow very deeply to Fergagoth. He bows back. I turn to the judges. Because I assume that Fergagoth doesn't actually have the uh, jurisdiction to pronounce judgment here. No. Um, uh, Kerbag takes his seat and um, says, Well, it seems that we must investigate the crimes further if what is to be seen is true it seems that someone was attempting to control you in the destruction of your clan the wolf clan I fear that it is unjust to convict you of any crimes at this time. Spoken like a politician, but I thank you. Is there any other questions you have for this council? I would like to know your intent, and I would also like some guarantees that you will, in fact, pursue this investigation After all, we have all borne witness to the injustice that was inflicted upon me and upon another, by the looks of it. Another 
werewolf, another potential victim like myself. Uh, he responds after a few moments. He goes, you have this council's word that we will investigate in till we find the culprit of these dark dealings. Just a quick aside. Yeah. So it was, it was this clan that was kind of instigating that ritual, right? It was your clan, but there seemed to be a, a, a member of another clan that was working behind the scenes. Okay. And we're not sure the identity of that clan no. representative. No. Okay. It could, it could be the Fox clan. It could be the Badger clan. Okay. Then I'll, I'll say to them, I look forward to hearing your updates regarding this investigation. And if I hear none within a reasonable amount of time, you will be hearing from me again. Very well. You are free to go. I bow a little bit to, uh, what was his name? Kerbag. Kerbag. <laughs> yeah. I bow a little, a little more deeply to the other judges. I give a very respectful and courteous bow to Bethrar, and the same to Fergagoth. And I do a, a one of those, you know, hand clasps with the arbiter who had come to collect me before heading out. Uh, he goes, uh, "I will, I will make preparations for you to stay if you wish to stay the night. It is late. You probably need your rest after such an ordeal as dreamwalking." you wish, you could stay in my tent. I thank you for your hospitality. I accept. Very well. Uh, and you guys, he takes you to uh, prepare a, you know, kind of a place where you stay for the night. And uh, with that, let's, um, let's, let's end with you, Raytheon. I think this will be a good, good ending for us tonight. All right, so Raytheon, you and Miss Perchwood, the the assassin slash Al. You guys have made it into this room. And I can't believe you skipped on the word Al Assassin. Al Assassin. That's fantastic. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is someone sitting in a chair facing away from you. There's a candle, uh, lit candle on the, the table with a few different uh, ledgers and scrolls. There is a chest sitting on the desk as well. And um, make me a perception check. Okay. The difficulty is going to be two purple, two red, and two black due to darkness. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so I get a boost die, which still means this is basically impossible. You can, you gotta, hey, you got a, you, you got a story point. Since we're ending it here, guys, do you mind if I use a story point? Guy, come on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, three. All right, and uh, we'll upgrade that green to a yellow. Still not great odds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough check. So your success is five threats, one triumph, Matt. Jeez. Okay. Five threats, one triumph. I mean. Okay, so you're gonna want to look. You're gonna want to find something. You've already wanted to find something that uh, kind of helps you. Um know what's going on. How else do you want to spend this triumph? Do you want me to tell you what's, what, what you find in this? 
this uh, room and let you use the triumph then, or is there something popping into your mind now? You know what? It could be fun to use that triumph to activate someone else's talent and have Kaji <laughs> appear in the room somehow. Unlikely. Donovan, you okay with that? <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. That's what y'all want to do. <laughs> I would have. I would like to make that triumph happen to make that person cat G. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about how about this? All right. So you guys, <laughs> let me wait, wait till the see now a little bit. Uh, you guys, um, you walk in, and uh, Miss Perchwood uh, sort of just stops you, like, and you guys both see like the person, and um, I'm assuming you draw your bow. She pulls out a few daggers. Yeah. You guys slowly approach from opposite sides of the desk. And as you sort of step around to see who it is, you see a middle-aged man dead in a chair. Blood is streaming down his neck. And you, Raytheon, see a very important-looking ledger that is bound with a lock. Um, you pick it up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to help her examine the body. So upgrade her check with my assistance. As you examine the body, you realize that uh, his neck has not been slit. There are bite marks on the neck. And that's when you're kind of probably scared when Kachi. Uh, just appears into the room, sort of just... <laughs> just, like, climbs in the window after us. <laughs> Two questions. Time-wise, when is this happening in relationship to us interviewing people in the bar? Honestly, I have no idea. Let's just roll with it, and we'll figure that out later. You're talking with Leo and Nobby, and all of a sudden, your necklace starts glowing white hot. And I, I, wait, and I look down and go, Nobby, what are you doing? And that's the last thing I say was all of a sudden I'm just gone. Yeah. Just white, white light. And then <laughs> as the camera fades out, what's the one thing Leo says? Nobby, what, what were you doing? Hey, God, God, he just looks around. Maybe, maybe you're a wizard, Nobby. Okay. And then all of a sudden, like in a white flash, I'm in that room and I'm startled as I kind of stand up from half crouch. And I see Raytheon. I've got no idea what's going on. Kachi? You see Raytheon there examining a dead body, clutching a um, a ledger. Uh, another woman is helping him, it seems, with holding a chest of some sort. And you also uh, have that piece of information that I just sent you. Or actually behind you, because you're sort of right in front of the desk, looking at these two. All right, so do I roll to see if I recognize if they're a threat or not? Oh, you know they're a threat. Okay, so uh, I pop in and I see uh, uh, the chest, the ledger. Kachi? It's going to be one of those times, huh? As I draw and lunge to attack. Who is that? From a chair obscured by the moonlight into the window, you sort of notice a, another figure sitting there watching you guys, you, your party, intently. And as Kachi lunges towards this figure, 
they vanish in a, a puff of mist and smoke and crash breaking through the window into the night. And as you, uh, as you examine the body further, you realize this man has been bitten as to what it seems to have two fangs that punctured his neck. Kaji, I know you just appeared here, and don't take this personally, but I believe this man may have been killed by a large cat. It probably wasn't me. I think we best get out of here, and you hear the sound of guards running up the steps. She goes, I think he was killed by a vampire. Oh, well, Kaji, a short stroll, if you would. I walk out the window and down the wall. You know, don't you have the same the same talent? <laughs> I do not think I do. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 well, no, 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 I go, well, I hope this doesn't hurt as I start to scale down behind him. <laughs> and, and my head pops right back up. Do you need uh, to, you know, be careful or anything? She turns into an owl. Elena pulls out a, a contraption, shoots a, a sort of, uh, I guess, a, a, a tight wire from the, the tower to the tree, zip line down it. Nice. The content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. The Genesis Role Playing Game, Genesis Logan and Realm Terranoff, property of Venice and Flight Games. Any content used from Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. 